0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: Thank you. 422. Grace for today, O oh, love divine, thee to obey and love alone. Losing the mortal will in thine, find me joy before unknown. Hymn 422.
0: If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is The Grace of God. The readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland.
2: The Bible Act. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you, which is spoken of in the Prophets, Behold, ye despisers, and wonder, and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation was broken up, Many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Ephesians. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles, and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Romans, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience. And experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Ghost. Which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength. In due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man. Will one to die. Yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, have abounded unto many. correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The year 1866, I discovered the Christ Science, or Divine Laws of Life, Truth, and Love, and named my discovery Christian Science. God had been graciously preparing me during many years for the reception of this final revelation of the absolute divine principle of scientific mental healing. The apodictical principle points to the revelation of Emmanuel, God with us, the sovereign ever presence, delivering the children of men from every ill that flesh is heir to, through Christian science, religion and medicine, are inspired with a diviner nature and essence. Fresh pinions are given to faith and understanding, and thoughts acquaint themselves intelligently with God, feeling so perpetually the false consciousness that life inheres in the body, yet remembering that in reality, God is our life. We may well tremble, in the prospect of those days in which we must say, I have no pleasure in them. Whence came to me this heavenly conviction, a conviction antagonistic to the testimony of the physical senses. According to St. Paul, it was the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. It was the divine law of life and love, unfolding to me the demonstrable fact that matter possesses neither sensation nor life. That human experiences show the falsity of all material things, and that immortal cravings, the price of learning love, establish the truism that the only sufferer is mortal mind. For the divine mind cannot suffer. Not much more than a half century ago, the assertion of universal salvation provoked discussion and horror, similar to what our declarations about sin and deity must arouse. If hastily pushed to the front, while platoons of Christian science are not yet thoroughly drilled in the plainer manual of their spiritual armament. Wait patiently on the Lord, and in less than another 50 years, his name will be magnified in the apprehensions of this new subject, as already he is glorified in the wide extension of belief in the impartial grace of God shown by the changes of Andover Seminary and in multitudes of other religious schools, The students at the Massachusetts Metaphysical College generally were the average man and woman, but after graduation, the best students in the class averred that they were stronger and better than before. With 12 lessons or less, the present and future of those students had wonderfully broadened and brightened before them, thus proving the utility of what they had been taught. Christian scientists heal functional, organic, chronic, and acute diseases that MDs have failed to heal. And better still, they... Reform desperate cases of intemperance, tobacco using, and immorality, which, regret to say, other religious teachers are unable to effect. All this is accomplished by the grace of God, the effect of God understood. A higher manhood is manifest and never lost. In that individual who finds the highest joy, therefore no pleasure in loathsome habits or in sin, and no necessity for disease and death, whatever promotes statuous being, health, and holiness does not degrade man's personality. Sin, sickness, appetite, and passion constitute no part of man but obscure man. Therefore, it required the divinity of our master to perceive the real man and to cast out the unreal or counterfeit. It caused St. Paul to write, Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. A little more grace, a motive made pure, a few truths tenderly told, a heart softened, a character subdued, a life consecrated, would restore the right action of the mental mechanism and make manifest the movement of body and soul in accord with God.
0: Moment of silent prayer. And then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
3: Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever.
0: Craig, will you please announce the next hymn?
4: Hymn 59. Fight the good fight with all thy might. Christ is thy strength, and Christ thy light, thy right. Lay hold on life, and it shall be thy joy and crown eternally. Thy joy and crown eternally. Hymn fifty-nine.
0: And welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone to all of our services in person, on the telephone, over the internet, or even listening to recordings of our services. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our Sunday morning church services are held at 11 a.m. every week, and at 10 a.m. we have our weekly roundtable discussion. That's where we talk about the week's lesson and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our lives and in praying for world events. So please join us every Sunday morning for our round table at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. We have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Many of the students live out of state and call in on the telephone. So if you have children who would like to attend this Sunday school, call the church to get that dedicated phone number and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. Our next Saturday morning Bible study will be on Saturday, December 16th at 10 a.m. The questions will be posted soon on the church website under the This Week's Lesson tab. So keep an eye out for them, and be sure to join us on Saturday morning, December 16th. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com with an amazing amount of the very finest Christian science literature in print and on audio. There are always new items being added, so you're bound to find something that will meet your need. And we have 17 additional websites in various languages so that people around the world can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. All the resources we have on our various websites are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Linda, go ahead please.
5: Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I'd like to express my gratitude for all the practical instructions here at this church and it, it just like it said in the readings tonight from Christian Science versus Pantheism um, quote, the effect of God understood. Um, Recently, uh, I have been uh, trying to make sure that I am uh, slowing down and staying in the rhythm with God. Uh, One of the tasks that I was practicing this was uh, I had a person who did yard work for me Uh, He's been very busy. He's a father, and he's enlisted, so often he has to go away for periods of time. And I was uh, having trouble contacting him, him. and it had been months since I was able to pay him and uh, communicate with him. So I did mention this to my practitioner on passing in one of our conversations, that afternoon, I needed to go to the church and also do an errand. There was uh, several options of what to do first and when, and I wasn't sure, so I got quiet and listened for direction, for God's direction. Then at one point, I noticed that my thought had drifted into reasoning, where I kind of said, well, maybe I shouldn't go that at that time because there will be kids getting out of school then I caught myself and I stopped it right there. And I got quiet again, and this time I followed the feeling, which went against my human reasoning. But it turned out that I ran into this individual, which I wouldn't have done if I had used my human plans. And so we were, I was able to pay him, be able to make plans and communicate, and I was just so grateful for that. Plus, on my next errand, somebody was there to help me with some heavy lifting, which, again, they would not have been there if I had reversed and done my plan. But I'm just so grateful for uh, the work with my practitioner who has been patiently teaching me to slow down and uh, how to use this practical Christian science to be close to God and listen to God. And I'm so grateful for... Every opportunity I get to see this and uh, so grateful also to be part of our watches that are so important our weekly uh, watches on uh, Saturday and Thursday. Uh, they're so powerful and I'm so grateful in Tuesday. I uh, want to express my gratitude for this church. And, uh, of course, our God who takes such good care of us, and for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, who gave us this science. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Barbara from Pennsylvania. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Good evening.
6: Uh, During a time of special challenges the last several weeks, uh, countless practical ideas for accomplishing Normal, everyday tasks have come to our aid. Thank you, God, from whom all good comes, including the healing that is going on. And thank you, Plainfield, for all you do to help us draw closer to God. Good night, all.
0: Thank you. Luanne from New York, go ahead, please.
6: Thank you. I gave this testimony back in 2018, but I thought I would give it again because it speaks volumes of the healing power of Christian science and the very effective work of my practitioner. Before coming into Christian science, I was caught up in a terrible state of mind. My life experiences and lack of understanding of God had me so deep in despair that I saw no other way out but to kill myself. Death became a game to me. I started taking heavy doses of pain medication at night before I went to bed, just to see how close to the edge I could get. With the amount of pills I was taking, I could have died at any time. I went to work every day and danced with the devil all night. I was reliving the evils of the past and sometimes did not sleep for days. During this time, I was seeing a therapist once a week and had become so proficient in deceiving her that I was able to obtain more pain medication with ease. At the same time, I was screaming inside, fighting for my life against this unknown opponent that seemed to dominate my every word and action. It seemed like no one could hear me cry for help. I felt guilty and ashamed, struggling to break free of the mental trap I was in, excuse me. I was told I had an incurable mental illness that I would have to live with for the rest of my life. I felt like there was no hope. A friend of mine who knew of some of the struggles I was having gave me the number of a practitioner from this church. I guess the devil knew if I called that number it would be cast out because it came at me with increased force, suggesting that I would be better off dead. That night I took a very large dose of pills and after some deeply disturbing thoughts, mixed with pleading to God for my life, I fell asleep. The next morning I was angry and yet very relieved that I was still alive. All day I struggled to make the call and by evening I had finally won the battle. Exhausted, I called the practitioner. It sounded like the voice of an angel, and I knew right then I had been saved. For the first time in my life, I cried tears of relief for that little girl who was so lost and now was found. My practitioner reached right in and pulled me out. I was never so happy to see the light of day in all my life. With conviction and authority... He filled my thought with so much truth that there was no cause to argue. When she finished speaking, I knew I was the daughter of the king and my inheritance was heaven. Since that day, I have experienced many healings, each unfolding more understanding of my relationship with God. I no longer feel that my life is out of control. I have never taken another pill and found no need to continue therapy. My mind is clear and the sting of the past is gone. I know that God heard my cries and has never withheld his hand from me. I wake up each morning to greet the world with a heart filled with gratitude to God for the life he has given me. This healing has enabled me to use the talents God gave me to create paintings for our church magazine that express God's love for his children. It has also given me the confidence and wisdom to build and open a pottery shop, which enables children who have been labeled handicapped to be both seen and heard through the artistic expression of the true beauty that lies within them. It has changed the atmosphere of my home, enabled my family and friends to experience God's presence. My heart overflows with love for the opportunities I have been given to use this science for the glory of God. I'm so grateful to be alive and working to fulfill his purpose. I'm so grateful for my practitioner, Mary Baker Eddy, for bringing the truth into my life and waking me up from the deep sleep I was in. I'm so grateful to God for all I've been given. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Tony or Lenny from North Carolina. Go ahead, please.
7: Thank you. And uh, really, um, that last testimony was very, just very inspiring. Um, you know, man's extremity is God's opportunity. And unless you've been there, they just, they're words. But we know it's, it's very true. So thank you. That was just beautiful. Um, I am... I am deeply grateful for the uh, writings of so many incredible uh, scientists that live before us. Uh, Reverend Kratzer had a book, uh, The Law of Right Feeling, and the book was given to me, and it has enabled me to do a much better job of learning how to listen for God's uh, direction which at times can feel very challenging to uh, hear God, and I've learned that that is not a helpful state of mind to be in, to to claim that it's hard to hear God. Instead, uh, start with the right idea that uh, God is here now, and I can hear, I can feel, I can understand what needs to be done moment by moment. And that book was incredibly helpful, The Law of Right Feeling. And I've used it quite a bit um, in my work situations with uh, many, the many people that I work with, uh, not just uh, you know my my team, but also the people that I report to. It's been very very uh, helpful because I work with uh, Koreans um, with you know cultures being so different. But one thing we all do share is is heart and love, and uh, that's really enabled me to. Uh, get through a lot of interesting situations. But I want to give gratitude, particularly for how it's helped me um, heal a situation with my daughter. I really was not having... um, I wasn't able to really connect with her. And it's very important for daughters to have a father, um, the right idea of a father. And um, I discovered... Through testing my own feelings, I was able to detect very quickly when I was feeling irritated or agitated, and at those moments I would try to communicate with my daughter, and that was a horrible uh, standpoint to be working with her in any capacity. And knowing that God governs my feelings, that, you know, feelings of irritation, etc., those are absolutely not of God. Now, there are times when you might feel A warning, that's different, but in these cases it wasn't a warning, this was an irritation, this was a nod of God. When I learned to separate that and cast that out, then I was able to deal much better with my daughter, and as a result um, I can say I have completely healed my situation with my daughter. She uh, is so loving and sweet now with me and me with her, Uh, we call each other, we text each other no animosity, and I'm able to say the tough things that need to be said, and I'm heard, and, it, and it's, it's very wonderful. And I'm so deeply grateful for um, this lesson that I have learned uh, through Christian science, uh, through my membership here in this church. Um, thank you very much for the reading tonight, and I'm very grateful to be here.
0: Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead, please. I'm so grateful for all this church provides
8: concerning authentic Christian science that Mrs. Eddy brought us. It has been a real learning experience here. The testimonies have brought me insight into the healing of so many. I'm also very, very grateful for my practitioner's continual support, who is always there to encourage me and to correct my thinking. I'm so very grateful for that, and thank you so much for the readings, the music,
0: and I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Jessica from Alabama. Go ahead, please.
9: Oh, my name is
0: Jessica Glasgow,
9: and uh, I suppose every one of these testimonies we can all relate to in some way. Uh, who hasn't been down to these low depths of despair? So I guess it just shows you not to be too judgy of people. Um, But I always look at science and health, and I find myself marveling at it, because it it seems like it it goes across all times and all cultures, Uh, and um, even though it was written over a hundred years ago, much of the principles and laws and all that seems to apply to today. Uh, divine love always has met and always will meet uh, every human need. And I love you yeah, testimony meetings every Wednesday. It helps me where I won't grieve anymore. I miss anybody in my family so it helps me out a lot and I love the sitting on watch and all of that it's so much fun to listen to y'all are really a wonderful help, and I enjoy y'all and I love Christian Science and Mary Baker Eddie, thank you very much
0: thank you <laughs> Christina from Mexico go ahead please hi Everyone, thank
10: you for the readings tonight about the grace of God. Last Monday, my boss called an emergency work meeting early in the morning. Just that day, I was very late at home. I would have to run to get to the office. I rushed out of my home and took the subway. But the subway was having problems that day. The train was not arriving on time, and then it was running very slowly. It seemed that everything was against me being able to get there at the office. I would not make it, and it was very important for me to be at that meeting and that my boss could see me there. I started trying to pray but I couldn't focus my thoughts. I started declaring some truths, but my thoughts were in turmoil. I tried to relax, relax myself, and precisely the passage from Mark in this week's Bible lesson came to my mind. Peace, be still. Then another thought from the Bible came to me. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? And that was enough. I relaxed and trusted him. I was finally able to get to the office, even though I knew it was already very late. But all surprise, the meeting had been canceled because the boss had had an unforeseen event. What a relief. God does wonderful things, and his solutions are limitless. He rules the universe. This was an excellent lesson for me. On several occasions, when I find myself in a similar rush situation, I seem to want to tear out the whole battery of prayers. And no, that is not the way. I know it, but that day, finally, I could put it in practice. Be still and try to listen to God's voice, as we are taught in the church. The result was wonderful. What a beautiful beauty, a beauty, and what a good lesson. Christian science gives us many weapons to defend ourselves from suggestions, and certainly one of them is to stop the thinking, the arguments of the mortal mind, the nervousness, and mental noise that make us believe we are separated from God. With a cloudy head, we do not allow God to do his work. I thank the Divine Mind and the Christ for this instructive and loving lesson. I'm grateful for this beautiful church, for being part of it, and because it is helping me to educate my thinking. Many thanks to the writers of the lessons, they are powerful and instructive. And thank you for the essential compliment, the round tables. I also want to thank God for the past Thanksgiving service. I was left with a very special joy in my heart in the, follow, in the following days. Something I haven't felt in a long time. It was a beautiful service and I feel very grateful for it. This church is a treasure given by God. Much love to you all. Thank you very much. And muchas
0: gracias. Thank you.
4: Jeremy. I am very grateful for this church and for all I am learning here about Christian science which has been helping me to gain a better understanding of the Bible. As a child, I was exposed to the Bible in the Christian Christian churches my family attended, but in time I was turned off by all they had to offer. And I didn't know until coming here that it was because they had the letter, but those churches did not have the spirit. Once coming to Plainfield, I started to be taught Christian Science, and really quickly, in small ways, and every week since then, the Bible has come alive for me, and I began to understand the importance of God's Word, and how it helps us all to be who and what God made us to be. What a beautiful opportunity we are given here. I'm so thankful for all the blessings that have come through being a member here and for regular practitioner support, which has taught me how to live this science daily. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England, which was actually for for the Thanksgiving service, and we just didn't get to it, so here it is.
11: Good evening, I just wanted to say how grateful I am for Christian Science It's such a wonderful way to live. In fact, it's the only way to live. I'm so grateful that God brought me, via a couple of completely beautiful people, to the Plainfield Church, where my understanding of Christian science and how to live it has continued to grow and grow. Thank you to all for the church, for your bravery and dedication over the years, for the website, for the recordings, for the services, and for the love. Thank you to everyone who is a part of this amazing mission. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving.
4: Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Izzy from England that's actually for tonight.
11: Good evening. This week I would like to share something wonderful that has just happened. In our bathroom business, we've been renovating two bathrooms in a very big, expensive mansion for a very rich couple. And I had some doubts about these clients, but not strong enough to make me walk away. So we progressed with caution. And I've worked a little to see them as God's children, incapable of being difficult or bad to work with. And the jobs have been good, but very challenging. And we've run over by several days for various reasons. We finally got about 95% finished last week and we left them for a couple of days before returning last Friday to completely finish. They must have gone around the house in a magnifying glass as the, as the night before we uh, returned, they sent a detailed snagging or to-do list. Some of which were a little unfair, but uh, I promised that the guys would take a look. Uh, then I had another message to say that the heating on the top floor wasn't working. And I was a little snippy in my reply, saying that as we haven't completely finished, it was a little premature to be panicking about the heating. The house is enormous and it was split into different zones for the heating, then split further with underfloor heating, radiator heating and hot water, all controlled by this very techie couple, by apps on their phones. So Friday came and went, and in the afternoon, I text my other half to see how it was all going. And he said it was all going really well, except that he couldn't get the heating to work. So we spoke and um, he was really quite baffled. I had an awful feeling that this could start to get really complicated and really expensive. And I knew that this very detailed couple just would not cope over the weekend if something wasn't right. They were so used to being able to instantly switch things on and off. I just suspected they wouldn't even be able to wait until the Monday for us to come back and keep working on it. Uh, and I just had this, you know, this feeling of of, of just being with them all weekend, um, dealing with it. And, and all of this is not to mention the knock-on effect of the new job that we just started, yet another complicated multi-bathroom refit. I decided that it was time to turn to God and I worked to reject all the suggestions of what appeared to be happening. I prayed to know that God is the only power, and because of that, nothing that was being done for good and for the right reason could be stopped. I worked to see this claim of something not working as being yet another claim of error that good could somehow be prevented from happening. And thanks to my learnings from Plainfield, I know that error is no thing, has no power, no body, and is nowhere. I'd recently been listening to the reading of the article Body on the Plainfield website, attributed to Mary Baker Eddy. I'd listened before, but this time around, I got even more from it, far deeper than before. The final line, read so beautifully by Mr Singletary, tells us that Jesus saw Lazarus as the undying manifestation of God. You are that undying manifestation of God. So I knew that as the undying manifestation of God, my other half could not know, sorry, my other half could not not know what to do. I also grasped at the line, nothing is lost that cannot be found and and sort of came to that there is no knowledge that can be lost or no knowledge that cannot be known. It came to me to text him, you do know how to do it. And I just got busy, I finished my work and I got busy with my animals and, uh, and getting ready for um, for the evening. And um, And then I got a text saying, I have done it. And I was just walking back to the van from the sheep and I literally could have got down on my knees in gratitude. So he explained later that he'd gone back to the boiler room, the, the furnace room, where all the controls were. And he had just eventually noticed that a valve was closed. He'd opened it and within a few minutes the radiators were warm. Thank you so much for all the teachings received here at Plainfield that are helping me learn how to handle every situation that we come across. Each situation truly is an opportunity for learning. Thank you for everything that's on the website and all the amazing recordings, body being just one of so many. I'm so grateful for this demonstration of good, demonstration of God's power and abundance of support and love. Thank you so much,
4: and good night.
0: Thank you.
4: Now we have a testimony from Kara from New Mexico.
12: A few years ago, my practitioner asked, out of the blue it seemed, if I was living God's plan for me. An unexpected question with an equally unexpected response. I burst into tears because it had never occurred to me that God had a plan for me. Although raised in Christian science, I believed it was my job to figure out what I was supposed to do with my life, even as I turned to God in prayer. I didn't see the absurdity of that paradox, which is why my work in creative life often felt lonely, difficult, and disappointing, and I became a workaholic. My practitioner's question became the beginning of a chemicalization which has come to a roiling boil this year. This past spring, working nonstop, day after week after month, something shocking happened. Working way too hard didn't bring one lick of satisfaction. I felt exhausted, stressed, sometimes even angry. Workaholism wasn't working anymore. But no matter how many times I told myself, turn to God, listen to God, obey God, the habit of human will proved hard to release. Until this fall, when I was laid low with a range of enervating and painful symptoms, and I actually felt grateful to stop work and have a God retreat. The first idea that came was, I'm not praying to feel better or not to feel worse. What I want is to feel God's love. On a past Wednesday, a testifier had described feeling awash in God's love, and I wanted that. That. So despite physical discomfort, I enjoyed praying, reading, and listening to Plainfield meetings. I felt that love. Until Sunday afternoon came around and I started to worry about work. That's when the next idea came. Everything you are learning about your oneness with love won't matter a lick if you don't figure out how to live this every hour of every single day. The moment I had that thought, all the discomfort and symptoms vanished got it, I thought gratefully. This must be the reset button, and we finally hit it. So imagine my surprise when I woke up Monday morning in more discomfort and with very little energy. From there, I went to weepy, angry, and agitated. When I spoke with my practitioner, I started to sob uncontrollably. Now, I should mention I'm not a big crier, so this is always a signpost, and I finally recognized what was happening divine love had gotten under, th- gotten through. I had understood. Workaholism had never been God's plan for me. But malicious animal magnetism wasn't pleased with being ousted from its job as workaholic-in-chief, burnout executive officer, director of self-will run riot. Time to take a stand. No more. Yes, ma'am. Whatever you say, ma'am. Each time pain clamored, I reminded myself that discomfort in workaholism is the blessing of divine love, bringing anything unlike itself to the surface, to vanish back into its native nothingness. The next morning, the physical healing was complete. Yet, like Jacob holding on to the angel, I vowed not to let go until understanding overtakes habit. My practitioner has given me three tasks. One, be grateful for the ways I am loved by love. Two, discern whether I'm listening to God or falling for the lie of a separate self. Three, make everything a blessing to others. And that's what I've been doing. Some days are pure joy. Some days I demand the blessing, but every day I'm grateful for what I'm learning at Plainfield from my practitioner and from Everyone who testifies during these meetings, I always hear something that helps me. Each of you are an amazing reminder that truth heals when practiced. After a lifetime of being a self-employed entrepreneur, turns out God has a way better benefits package, including roundtables, testimony meetings, a 24-7 website, and an extraordinary help hotline. I am so grateful to share this progress report tonight.
4: Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Phil in Australia.
13: During the week, I had a phone call from a young family member living away from home who was feeling rather anxious and flat, or as they described it, under the influence of the black dog. It was a cry for help. And as we learn at Plainfield, it was an attempt of evil animal magnetism to claim or suggest that there was an influence or power apart from Almighty God. Not possible. I shared some ideas. As children of God, we reflect only good, and we are under his protection in his kingdom. As his reflection, we express the divine mind that is all-knowing, comprehending, understanding, the source of all ideas, knowledge and wisdom. In the Bible, Psalms, which are songs of praise and good antidotes to sadness. In Psalm 91, we read, quote, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. End quote. And those angels are communications from God, so we need to listen for his guidance. We also discussed the importance of giving gratitude throughout the day for all the good going on, and acknowledging the continuous presence of God and reversing, denouncing and crushing all negative thinking. The lesson sermon Ancient and Modern Necromancy, alias mesmerism and hypnotism denounced was nearby with the quote from Ephesians. Take unto you the whole armour of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. End quote. We talked about the different elements of the armour and their signif- spiritual signification. The recent round table and articles on the whole armour of God were invaluable on this. We also discussed some of the helpful hymns which we both know as a source of great comfort and inspiration, which they could also read and study. There was a calmness and sense of peace now, and I was grateful for the opportunity to share the truth of God's care and love for us. I am so grateful to Almighty God, to Christ Jesus, and to Mary Baker Eddy and her discovery of Christian science, for the textbooks and hymnal, and for all the teachings and learnings at Plainfield Christian Science Independent.
0: Thank
4: you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia.
14: Good evening. I wanted to share tonight an experience that occurred a few weeks back. It would have been late one afternoon. I'd had a good day, gotten everything I needed done, and now I was just getting ready for my watch time here in Australia when I began to have some problems with my stomach. Now, my practitioner is always teaching me and showing us how to stay on guard to make sure that no distractions take us off our watch, and no distractions cause us to forget our promises to God. I am so grateful to be knowing more and more, not to be distracted by such things, but to handle them boldly and effectively through God's holy power in Christian science. So I felt mortal minds skittering off after different ideas. Perhaps I'd eaten something that didn't agree with me, or why was this happening? I am very grateful to the clear teaching at this church. I could see I needed some support to get my thinking right, because this physical problem seemed to be persisting, and I did not want to waste time going down the old road or the mental tennis match trying to work this thing out materially when I know that nothing in any of us is composed of matter. I know that mankind is spiritual, and we are truly taught this in Christian science. So I found on our wonderful 24-7 reading room a glorious reading of Chapter 14, Recapitulation in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy. Within the first five minutes of listening and working with this holy reading, my stomach problems settled down, reducing to the point where it all just disappeared. I was very grateful. Moments later, after this was all going on, both my husband and myself were both prompted to look at our email systems, which led us to finding a very damaging error, which, if we hadn't found, on that day, the whole system would have been reset the next morning. So we jumped on and fixed it all up within about five minutes. I'm very grateful that we were led by God to find this technical problem before I lost any information for my training work to be done the following week. So here are two problems. One, the healing of stomach, and two, the healing of a potential loss of data, all solved extremely effectively by God's power in keeping our promises to him. Keeping our face like a flint is what we are taught here. Keeping our covenant to God is what we are taught here. So I thanked God sincerely, and I had to laugh when the clock showed just a few minutes before my watch time. So I went on with my watch prayer in the way that we've been taught. I honestly couldn't help smiling from ear to ear at the wondrous power and awesome goodness of God to immediately solve these two problems for me, just in time for me to do my watch prayer. I'm extremely grateful to the wonderful teaching that we receive here at this magnificent, independent Christian Science Church. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering and sharing Christian science with the world. And I'm so grateful to Christ Jesus for his ministry in this science. And I'm so grateful to God for divine science, Christian science, that governs his children, his ideas, his world, his universe, just in the perfect way that he demands. Thank you to our holy practitioners for the loving, healing, pure Christian science prayer and teaching that is freely given to us all here, and so much love to you all.
0: Thank you. Shorty. (laughs) Good evening. I would like to
1: share my gratitude, excuse me, for a physical healing of a small growth on my scalp. It appeared a few months ago, and I knew I needed to work and pray. I did not accept this abnormal condition as I would have done in the past a few things I work with are the third line in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. Also, with Mrs. Eddy's article on age especially, you do now and ever must manifest the God-life that is shining in you. It is working uh, always in every part of your being, to will, and to do. And then I thought about, we are made new in Christ. And that's a paraphrase. Last week, I discovered that the growth had disappeared. I am learning that it is important to take time during my day to be quiet and pray, as well as do an outward watch for others. I am grateful to be here at Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent with practitioner support, where we are taught how to pray, to be patient, and challenge everything that is not of God. I am with you always. Watch and pray, Christ Jesus. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Mary, go ahead, please. Good
8: evening, everyone. I have a few things to read tonight. Uh, The first from Canada. We thank you, Father, for this holy day. She's speaking of Thanksgiving. We thank you for this church. You have provided us to worship you in spirit and in truth. And a happy Thanksgiving to all. And then South Dakota. Uh, thank you, Plainfield, for all you do for the cause of Christian science as discovered and founded by Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you for your dedication to the sustaining infinite with, with special thanks to your practitioners and workers. As always, there is much significance in the weekly roundtables, and last week's was exemplary. Thank you for all for your courage, commitment, and expressed love. And then this is a... A testimony from California. I wanted to express my gratitude for the lesson this week on God, the only cause and creator. It is so beautifully put together, directing attention to the things that nature teaches us, which Mrs. Eddy states, quote, nature voices, natural, spiritual law, and divine love all point to mind the spiritual intelligence they reflect. On page 240, end quote. I had a Christian science teacher who mentioned that we could look to nature to, to discover spiritual truths. I remember taking walks at night after work, looking at the dark sky, twinkling <coughs> stars, listening to the songs of nighttime songbirds, and thinking how beautiful that time of evening was, how peaceful, and that God made it all. I tried to understand spiritual truths behind what I saw, but found it hard to know what I was supposed to see. Well, this week's lesson brought me back to that unfinished business of mine, and I started reading about how early workers in Christian science have viewed the spiritual nature of the flowers, shoreline, waves, trees, birds. Their insights helped open my thought to see things differently. The experience was exciting, such as the white-capped waves tumbling shoreward in the torrent rapture, preach a sermon to all who hearken. They emphasize not only the doing of duty, but the persistence of doing it. How much richer seem my surroundings. I'm so grateful to be finding answers to questions I've had, even after years of laying dormant. The answers are always revealed at the right time under the right circumstances, and affirm that I am in my right place, that through the teachings here at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, my thought is progressing to the point where it is ready to move forward and to see answers, with much gratitude and love for all. Thank, thank you tonight for the readings on grace and for the beautiful testimonies that were given. Um, I, I too, there was much gratitude expressed for the Thanksgiving Day service. I was so very grateful so many attended and, and several of you mentioned how the glow of that service stayed with them. And it, it truly shows the divine purpose of our meetings, our Wednesday meetings and our Thanksgiving meeting. Um, it, it solidifies our connection with God to express gratitude for all that he's done for us. Someone recently had sent uh, something about Myrtle Smith. Uh, Many of you know she was a, a practitioner from Ireland. And she had written a book, I guess, called The Songbird Sings Before the Dawn. And in it she wrote that I have learned that in the midst of conflict, when it appears that there is no hope, and that misery is the rule of the day, one can find reason to express gratitude. This gratitude is, in turn, the beginning of the healing of the situation. I know that gratitude helped to end the conflict in Northern Ireland and to bring peace and harmony to my hometown. So I'm very grateful tonight to Mrs. Eddy for giving us this wonderful service, our Wednesday night meetings, our Thanksgiving Day service, and to hear all these heartfelt expressions of gratitude from you all. So very grateful to be
0: here tonight and
8: have a good evening.
0: Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
5: Hymn number 417. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Hymn number 417.